0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper and it is week three and you're here for your Friday night breakdown. We're here to give it to you. We're going to break down all of week one. We got lots of fantasy friends who are along. We got Nikki's Friday night fantasies. We got Bandy's uh, flexing with his flexing flex starts of the week. Uh, We got Judge Jordan in the building for his fantasy court and Chuck Bass is going to play the hits for us as well. We're going to break down all of week 1 and in the VIP lounge, we got Keith Fleming in the house to break it down for us. Thankfully, Brian Scott's in cuz we got a lot of injuries to talk about. Let's get things started. It's time for TSS Fantasy. That's a It's time for T-Assist Fantasy. Fantasy. Fantasy!
1: Fantasy!
0: It's time for T-Assist T- Fantasy! You know the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Indeed. Gotta love it. All right. Well, let's get things started in the VIP lounge. We'll start with him first. Keith Fleming is in the house. Welcome into the studio, my brother.
2: What's up, guys, man? uh, Always a blast to come on here. You guys do some of the best work and fantasy and love chopping it up with you guys
0: we love to have you we appreciate that and let's also welcome to the building justice justice justice, justice, hey, Herrera.
1: justice. just
0: justice. hey Zeus Herrera, welcome in the studio my friend oh you're on mute not giving not doing yourself any justice there yeah <laughs>
3: I was about to say, that could be my new bailiff identification. I could be or a new your bailiff character men. for Judge Jordan. Justice Herrera. Because <laughs> when Judge is swinging the hammer, he brings in his justice. I love it. <laughs> It's a gavel. <laughs> yeah, welcome I know it's a gavel, but whatever. Hammer down is the new thing we're doing here.
0: Get with Absolutely it, Jordan. <laughs> welcome in, my brother. Also welcome in. He's been sick all week, this guy. But I'm glad he made it in and even pulled a fantasy court for us. Judge, welcome in. Appreciate you being with us. Jordan Thomas, welcome in, sir.
4: Ah, man, glad to be back. And, guys, we were this close for me spending all night tonight busted Justice Herrera's (laughs) ass about those 49ers. (laughs) But they were able to pull the way against those Giants. Really
0: Really close. close. This This
4: close. They were in it.
0: All right. Well, all right. Real quick. If you have not done so already, go to tssfantasy.com. Look at all of our latest and greatest rankings on there. Um, I know, I think Jordan actually, if, if you gotten yours up there yet, I don't, I don't know if Jordan might be a little late on his, but those are all coming up here shortly. Also, don't forget, go to um, underdog fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. So make sure you, to go to there. Also, go to Jazz Sportsbooks as well. We got lots of great promos there. Use the promo code TSS. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion next season, go to Pro Amp Belts. We got lots of great products for you there. All right, we're done paying the bills. Jordan talked about it, alluded to it. Let's get into last night a little bit. We'll get into some news. We'll
5: do
0: it live. Fuck it. Do it live. So I don't know what game Jordan was watching, but that seemed to be a pretty much an ass whooping from the get-go. 49ers 30, Giants 12. Brock Purdy, 310 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Christian McCaffrey. This was the interesting part for me. Christian McCaffrey, 18 carries, 85 yards. The TD, five receptions, 34 yards. Christian McCaffrey numbers, but Elijah Mitchell, 11 carries, 42 yards, the three receptions, two yards. I think that speaks a lot to what this offense might do going forward to eliminate Christian McCaffrey getting hurt toward the playoffs. So something to take note of, Um, you know, even Eli Mitchell, um, you know, if he's out there and he waiver wire happens to be, might be somebody who'd be nice to even play in your flex spot, the way this offense runs the football. Debo Samuel, six receptions, 129 without Brandon Ayuk. He had the TD as well. Um, George Kittle as well, seven receptions, 90 yards. Ronnie Bell made it into the end end zone. I would go over the the, uh, giant stats. There's really just not much to talk about. Um, daniel jones 137 yards with a pick uh matt Breida got in the end zone um he also had three receptions that all amounted for one yard um so there was a lot to go over there guys um any big reaction from last night justin this is your team so i'm going to give you the floor any big overreaction or reaction to last night's game where you pretty much thought this is what we thought it was
3: yeah no <laughs> it was exactly what we thought it was um The only reason the Giants even came close to scoring um, and making it a game, as Judge Jordan said, but, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, they tripled them in yards. They tripled them in time of possession. It was not even freaking close. Um, But the only reason they scored was because of two Lenore penalties where he just could not handle uh, Darren Darren Waller. So boo-hoo to that. It happens to everybody. But um, one thing I'm taking away from this game is – Brock Purdy got blitzed 84% of the time, and he had that kind of a game. Everybody's saying this is Brock Purdy's worst game because he didn't have a downfield threat in Brandon Ayuk. Guys, if this is Brock Purdy's worst game, then uh, I think we're in for a good season in San Francisco. It kind of feels like San Francisco having Brock Purdy, having made that decision was the right decision he just seems to know what he's doing out there. Uh, and welcome to the party, Mr. Purdy, because you might be making your first appearance as a QB1 in fantasy this week after that 300-yard two-touchdown game. This was a big week, a big show-out week. We weren't going to lose to those pesky Giants. And, you know, I'm just I'm glad that Debo's back. I'm glad that McCaffrey is sharing some time with Elijah Mitchell because, like you said, it's going to be like this and Shanahan's pretty much put it out there, it's going to be game flow. If the game is necessitates Christian McCaffrey being out there 30 times, he's going to be out there 30 times. But if it's going real easy for them, like this Arizona game might go, Elijah Mitchell might get a touchdown. He might get 50 yards. Uh, That's just kind of going to be one of those things that you're going to kind of have to monitor. And I don't know if I would go get Elijah Mitchell right away and put him in the flex, but definitely consider it with some of these games coming up.
0: Definitely certain something to watch for sure. Keith, what do you say? Any big overreaction from last night?
2: Uh, Not an overreaction, just that I think a lot of us, including myself, screwed up. Brock Purdy was the guy that you could have got really late. He had thrown multiple touchdown passes in every game he had played in. They have arguably the best core four of any offense in the league when you look at those two receivers, Kittle, obviously CMC. And as much as I hate to say this, because screw Shanahan is a Falcons fan, but uh, he's a great play caller. He's going to scheme people open, and they're going to have big plays. And, uh, you know, I I get into this with people that I think Purdy is not necessarily this uber-talented guy, but I think he's perfect for that system because he makes quick decisions. He's just athletic enough. He does what Shanahan, you know, says. He's good at understanding his reads. I think he's going to have a monster year. I mean, you look at it, the one game he didn't have two touchdowns, he, he had 300 yards and a rushing touchdown. So I think he is a QB, uh, you know, one right now.
0: There are no doubt, 49ers are no doubt a top contender in the NFL right now. Jordan, what do you say, my friend?
4: Uh, Absolutely. And uh, I I just wanted to give uh, Justin a little bit of grief because, you know, the Giants were at least in this game at halftime, unlike the first two weeks of the season. Uh, So they at least showed a little bit of fight, but this game never really was going to be close. And I, I think... The guy that I am most impressed by is a guy like Elijah Mitchell, where you have running backs falling left and right. He's becoming more and more of a viable play. And I think there's room in this backfield for both of those guys to eat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, good.
3: I got one last add to this because I wasn't on the Dynasty show this week. Go add Ronnie Bell to your Dynasty rosters. He is going to be worth that taxi squad spot. I mean, this guy is going to be taking over that Jawan Jennings role soon enough. And if you saw him last night, he
0: did not look like a rookie on that field. No, he definitely didn't. It was exciting uh, to see somebody else catching the football. The seventh rounder, seventh
2: rounder too. That's really cool, man.
0: That That is really cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get on from this ass whooping. Let's get Brian in because we got a lot of injuries to talk about. And I'm sorry, Brian is our resident Giants fan as well. Brian Scott, what about last night? Welcome in, my friend.
6: (sighs) That went about how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. No surprise. I mean, I I was actually more surprised that they kept it as close as they did for as long as they did. Uh, But They kept kept the fight. You could kind of slowly see the wheels kind of falling off toward the end there, so... Not, not that that red zone
3: defense was was pretty good. I'll, I'll give the Giants a lot of due on that one. The red zone defense was pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, you know, they,
6: they they held their own for as long as they could. But, you know, uh, when the defense is out there that long with those long drives that the 49ers had, there's no way you're going to keep them from getting points on the board. Uh, and then your offense was just pathetic, of course, because, you know, whatever. but Nope, yeah. It is what it is.
0: No doubt your pride is hurt, but let's talk about the guys that are hurt coming up for week three. <laughs> yes.
6: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of them. There, There's a lot of them for sure. Uh, we'll start at the quarterback position because I know everyone's uh, curious to hear about uh, Joe Burrow. You know, he aggravated that calf last week. They said he's day to day. He's been doing some stuff at practice. He doesn't look too hampered by it. I don't think this is really going to be a major setback for him. It, it could be one of those things that kind of lingers week to week here but he seems to be getting better when he has the time to rest and recover. That being said, they started warming up Joe Mixon as the emergency backup third quarterback. Uh, in practice today so <laughs> they might not be uh too um too confident that he's gonna make it here but uh, i do think we see him play i think depending on how the game plays out he might get some limited action you know if they go up big or down big uh we'll probably see him get taken out for their backup uh but i do expect him out there he's a tough cat uh i don't see him shying away from uh, playing with the little calf strain here um in other quarterback news uh both bryce young and Anthony Richardson has officially been ruled out. It sounds like Bryce Young's probably going to miss at least two weeks with this ankle injury while Anthony Richardson has been on concussion protocol and hasn't been able to do anything yet. Um, so we'll have to see how he advances through that next week. Um, but both are officially out. Uh, running back, position, man, you know, they're dropping like flies uh, very early this year. Obviously everybody, you know, knows about Nick Chubb. Um, potentially serious career-ending injury there uh, to the same knee that he had a potentially career-ending serious knee injury in college. Um, To come back from that once uh, as well as he did for as long as he did is quite remarkable. I can't see it happening twice, unfortunately. Um, It'll be a long time before we really kind of see the effects of that. Um, Derek Henry's been dealing with a toe injury, uh, didn't practice uh, for two days straight, but then did return to practice today. Not sure if he was uh, limited or not, Um, Sounds like he's going to be ready to go. We might see him in a limited capacity based on the severity of that injury and whether or not it hampers him on game day. Uh, So pay close attention there. He might not get a full uh, workload. Um, Aaron Jones dealing with a hamstring injury. Did return to practice today in a limited fashion. Could be a true game time decision, so I'd pay attention to that. Uh, Austin Eckler battling this ankle injury. Sounds like he's actually back in the facility. Hasn't stepped on the field as of yet. So we'll have to see what happens next week, Uh, you know, whether or not he's actually on the field doing some limited action or not. Um, I'm hoping this doesn't turn into a multi-week thing, but it's not starting out too good here as he's missed a lot of time already um, from doing anything. Um, David Montgomery was dealing with some type of thigh contusion. It sounds like it's significant enough. He's listed as doubtful, which basically carries with it a 25% chance that he'll play, which is not good odds. if you're looking at this weekend. So it could be a game-time decision. He might have to test that out in warm-ups and see how he feels. Um, so pay attention there. Usually they got to list them. Uh, I think it's within 90 minutes of kickoff. So um, you should know that morning. So you got to pay really close attention there as game-time nears. Um, Jamal Williams officially listed out with a hamstring injury that he left uh, during Monday Night Football early. Uh, but Kendra Miller's coming back for the Saints, so that could be uh, beneficial for him and people with him on the roster. Uh, he's was also dealing with some type of hamstring issue uh, as well. Um, Justice Hill dealing with a turf toe. Um, they're saying it, it could be um, not significant and that it he shouldn't mitch, miss much time. And then all of a sudden today, they listed him out officially. So it might turn out to be a little bit longer than they were thinking originally. We'll have to see if he can get back to action on practice field next week. Uh, Amari Cooper should be a full go. I don't see these issues um, keeping him off the field. He played through a groin thing that popped up late last week. Uh, I'm not sure what the shoulder thing that they're mentioning is, but he still was productive. Seven catches for 90 yards. I don't see this being an issue. Practiced today as well. Um, Amon uh, St. Rob Brown uh, returned to practice today as well after not practicing at all yesterday with some type of turf toe or some type of turf. uh, Doesn't sound like it's serious as well. I think maybe they would just give him a rest day there. Uh, Christian Watson. Um, apparently, he didn't practice yesterday, not because of the hamstring, but apparently because it was a rest day after practicing two days with that hamstring. Uh, so it sounds like he's he's going to be ready this weekend. Um, could be a game-time thing. Uh, pay close attention there. Uh, Jalen Waddell, um, I don't—Jason, uh, you can answer this for me because I don't know if he practiced or did anything today, but he's on concussion protocol. It didn't sound good yesterday.
0: Yeah, he was actually limited today. Um, so he was at practice today. So he's it's still uh up in the air if he's gonna play or not.
6: Yeah, that could be um uh you know, the concussion protocol you gotta be able to get through a pretty much a full practice. I don't I don't think he's gonna be ready. Um we'll we'll see what happens, but it, it sounds like he, he should be listed as questionable, but that doesn't mean he's gonna play. Uh Jacoby Myers is coming out of concussion protocol and has been cleared. He had a full practice today. We should see him. This weekend, uh, Brandon Cooks, um, limited practice uh, during the week here. Uh, no designation for the weekend game as of yet. Um, not really sure. He's dealing with some type of knee issue. I haven't really seen a lot of details about it. Um, so, you know, follow your local beat reporters for that because it could be a game type thing. Um, OBJ is out with this ankle. Officially, he hadn't done anything all week in practice. Um, and unfortunately, Zay Jones, who I didn't even realize got hurt, uh, has been officially listed out as well. And uh, as is Logan Thomas uh, with a concussion, he's out uh, officially as well. So a lot of guys out, a lot of injuries uh, to deal with here early in the season. Not looking good for <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, some big names, big injuries as well.
0: Yeah, and big to stay. Pay attention to that waiver wire. Um, you know, Craig Reynolds is a name to bring up. You know, broad, not talking about that Detroit backfield. Um, a lot of a lot of names for some of these guys that might be uh, down. So we'll talk about that as we get into these games. Brian, we appreciate you. I know you won't be seeing you on Sunday, um, but we'll see you on next week. Of course, let everyone know where they can follow and get all of your great content in the meantime.
6: Yeah, I won't, I won't be on air Sunday, but I should be able to to put out some tweets. So pay attention to my uh, Twitter account at injured list pod and uh, the website, the injured Andrew, Leduc and I, Laduke and I, sorry, uh, have got our inside the medical tent blog up and running and doing very successful this year. Um, We changed things up a little bit, but check it out. I think you'll find it very helpful. And uh, we're adding even more content with more analysis in there. So it's going to be even more worth uh, signing up and logging into the blog. So
0: check it out. Nice. And make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all his great content. And don't worry, Brian, he's a duck to us. Don't worry about that. All right. (laughs) It's Friday night. (laughs) It's Friday night. Hope your guys are a little loose. It's time for the Friday night. Breakdown.
5: Breakdown. 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 It on Breakdown. It
0: on break down. Break down. All right, let's break this week three on down. We got a lot to cover here. And we're going to get let our guests go first, of course. I like, want to set him up with his hometown team, the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to Detroit um, to play the Detroit Lions. Falcons against fantasy QBs were 12th. Running backs are 4th against receivers, 5th tight ends, 21st. Surprisingly good defense from the Falcons. Lions 28th against fantasy QBs, 15th versus running backs, 24th against receivers, and 30th versus tight ends. Keith, talk about this matchup. Give me some guys you like, don't like. Tell us all about it.
2: All right. First off, I just want to say the stats lie. And this this is a prime example of that. Uh, I'm a huge Falcons fan. I love them. They should have taken Jalen Carter, and maybe the defense really would be good. But we played Bryce Young. We've seen what that Carolina offensive line and offense looks like. And then we played Jordan Love and the Packers. It's why I was high on the Falcons at the beginning of the year. Look at the QBs we play. We had Trevor Lawrence and Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. That's by far the best four QBs we play. We've already lost Rodgers, but golf is going to be a problem. Like this Falcons team, they're 17th in pressure rate, so we're still not getting pressure. Only four teams have, uh, you know, less sacks in the Falcons through two games. 24 have more. Uh, we've given up the fourth most passing touchdowns, despite giving up the third least amount of passing yards. So, again, It's not that this defense is a juggernaut. It's just the offensives that we played have been really bad. And Jared Goff indoors is a beast, man. Uh, I I hammered him in DFS last year. I like him again this week. He's one of my favorite plays in that range. He averaged 19.4 points per game at home on the road, 12.36. What's crazy about that 19 points per game, that included a Cowboy game that he scored 3.5 points. You take that away, Jared Goff was a top 5 QB at home last year in DFS. Just unbelievable stuff. Amon Ross St. Brown kind of scares me a little bit this week, uh, you know, with the toe injury. So if you're going to play golf, I like stacking them with Reynolds, who is really their more explosive down the field receiver anyway, which that's the guy that typically gives the Falcons the most trouble. AJ Terrell will probably be on St. Brown more than he would be him. And then I love their tight end who. Chris Robin, when we recorded earlier today, Uh, I'm country. I mispronounce everything. I think I made him uh, French by calling him Laporte. Uh, So I don't really know how you pronounce his name, but he is a beast. Last week, he was number one among tight ends and first down receptions, second among tight ends and forced missed tackles. And the Falcons have now given up a – Well, last week, excuse me, they broke the streak, but in their last seven games – Dating back to last year, tight ends have seven touchdown receptions against my Atlanta Falcons. So I love stacking golf with those two guys. I think this game's going to be a shootout, though, because the Lions defense sucks as well. And the, the problem for the Lions is their issue is they're linebackers. Where is the strength of our team? You try covering B. John Robinson uh, once he gets out of the backfield trying to catch passes. And, hey, maybe we'll throw it to Kyle Pitts this week. I don't know. Arthur Smith, if we're ever going to do it, this is the week so far the Lions have given up an average of seven receptions to tight ends and 85 yards. I swear to freaking God if Janu Smith ends up with more targets and catches this week, I will go down and riot at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. I actually do like Cal Pitts this week. He's going to be low home because people are terrified, and rightfully so, to have him. But if it's ever going to happen – it's gonna be this week. I also think Bijan Robinson is just an extreme discount on DraftKings Fanduel. I would be a little hesitant because you don't get that PPR. You don't ever know how many carries he's gonna get. The red zone situation, but good luck. To the Lions linebackers and safeties trying to cover that dude uh, catching passes. He's seen at least six targets in both games. Uh, Drake London is the one that I'm not really sure about. And obviously, I'm always concerned with Desmond Ritter. Which Ritter are we going to get? The one that looked like the worst quarterback in the league for three quarters last week or the one that looked really good in the fourth? Uh, And the other thing that just scares me is the Falcons thus far have not allowed any points in the fourth quarter. We've outscored our opponents. It's like 37 to nothing in the fourth. We're Falcons. We're tortured. There's no way good stuff can continue to happen to us. So I think the Lions are going to win this game and a close one, but I do think it's going to be shootout back and forth. And I think it's a game, if you're looking for a stat game, right, on DK or Fandom, you want to load up with four or five players, this is a great one because, again, you can get golf, LaPorte, Reynolds for about – 13 14 K, and then you could run it back with say Robinson and Pitt, or excuse me, yeah, Bijan and Pitts for about another 11. So you're talking about basically half your salary with five guys.
0: I think it's just Laporta, if so, where I've always said it. So, uh, but I'm I like the country Par-
2: bumpkin. I mispronounce it. It sounds
0: so <laughs> country when you say Laporte,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. All right, let's get to the next one. Now, we talked about that being a fantasy bonanza. This one also might be as well. Chargers at the Vikings. Both defenses are pretty much garbage. Um, Chargers are 31st against quarterbacks. They're 20th versus running backs. Dead last against receivers are 10th versus tight ends, whatever that means. Twenty uh, Vikings are 25th against quarterbacks, 21st against running backs, 17th against receivers, and 7th versus tight ends. Talk about it, Justin.
3: Uh, yeah, so this is 100% an offensive game. On defensive side, these two teams mirror each other incredibly well in their mediocrity. 66.7%, that is the red zone percentage that these teams have for red zone attempts and red zone touchdowns completed. So that means that just about like four out of six red zone attempts against these defenses are going in for a touchdown. That is fucking nuts. Uh, And that's not even the worst one. Look at the Seahawks. Every drive that the Seahawks have red zone against them have been a touchdown. So they're not even the worst ones, but that's pretty damn bad. And they're both tied at that. So this is going to be an all-around day. Justin Herbert continues to prove um that he is and you know, I call him an MVP candidate. He's playing like an MVP candidate. The problem is the Chargers can't stop anything. Um, you know, so I'm looking at this game as you want to go out there, you want to start Kirk Cousins, you want to start Justin Herbert, get everybody in there. The only person, the only like real spot where I'm hesitant is the running back. Minnesota's got two running backs now. Cam Akers, Alexander Madison, I don't want to pick. I chose neither one of them in any of my drafts. I don't want to pick now. I promise you that. DFS-wise, Keith may tell you differently. Smart
2: man. Stay the hell away from both of
3: them. Yep, stay the hell away from both of them. Uh, Joshua Kelly, as far as that goes, the Vikings have been a little bit more lenient. Towards the run game, the Chargers have really been getting a hit in the passing game. They have allowed the most yards for a pass or against them passing wise on defense, whereas the Minnesota Vikings have been more split half and half. So they've been you've been able to run against them as well as pass the ball against them. I uh, still don't know about Joshua Kelly. Last week was supposed to be a big week for him. Ended up being an absolute dud, an absolute flop. So I'll probably stay away from the running backs period in this game. But load up your Justin Jefferson. Load up your Keenan Allen. Load up your Mike Williams. Hell, uh, Quentin Johnston might get a touchdown out there. I am going with the anytime uh, Jordan Addison touchdown. I am going with the over on TJ Hawkinson. Last week he went bonanza on um, the Eagles. What do you think he's going to do against an even worse defense? I am going – I am hitting it all on this one. Just for me, like I said, keep the running backs out of the situation. You'll be perfectly fine. Perfectly
0: fine. Yeah, I mean, again, fantasy bonanza. I will just say kind of like if um, you were talking – and Keith was talking about Pitt's. For Madison, it's like if there's ever a fucking time that he's gonna do something, it better be now. Um, and cause Cam Acre's really, I mean, he just coming over. I don't know how much he'd really play into this game so Madison you know that he's going to get the bulk of the carries for this game and if he doesn't do anything with them then you're definitely going to see a split backfield going forward all right Jordan let's go to the next one Saints at the Packers um, the Saints interesting they've been a good defense so far this year against fantasy QBs their fifth uh, against running backs 11th receivers 8th tight ends number one Packers um, a little bit helter skelter their 19th against Q, uh, QBs Uh, 29th against running backs, 4th against receivers, 17th versus tight ends. Uh, Talk about it, Jordan.
4: So this isn't near as uh, salivating as the matchup that uh, Justin got, and I'm, I'm with <laughs> him. I'm smashing everybody in that game. This game, eh, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. So I think uh, there is a world uh, low-end low a- QB1 where you're starting Derek Carr and you're starting Jordan Love this week. I'm not real excited about either one of them. I'm definitely more excited about uh, Derek Carr the running back the running side back of this side i of this, am avoiding at, a- at all costs um unless if aaron jones plays if so aaron jones ends up playing in this game then i do uh obviously i think you try him out I'm not punching in Tony Jones Jr. I've seen enough of A.J. Dillon to know that I don't want to go down that road. Um, the most interesting play in this matchup to me is easily Chris Olave, who continues to be a wide receiver one. Has not gotten in the end zone yet. I think that changes this week. Um, he is my uh, guy to get in that has not so far. Um, I do think you start Michael Thomas this week. I do think you start Rashid Shaheed this week. On the Packers side of the ball, I don't know if it's Jaden Reed. I don't know if it's going to be Christian Watson. I don't know that I'm feeling good about any of those guys. I'm not trying to start any of them with any kind of confidence.
0: Yeah, it's interesting on the other side of the football, especially the way the Saints defense has played um, as of recent as well. So it would be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, all right, well, we got the breakdown going. It's Friday night. I know everybody's feeling kind of loose time for chuck bass to play us a little hits let's keep let's keep the beats rolling with our dj let's see what chuck bass got to bring this week
7: welcome to playing the hits with me your boy dj chuck bass it's homecoming week on the countdown and we have got a bunch of lovely ladies we want to ask to the big dance. Now, fellas, women look for three things in a homecoming date, cute face, skinny waist, and a big behind. And by big behind, I of course mean tight ends, so let's take our promiscuous asses to the dance floor and get right to it. Leading off the countdown is a cult classic from the forgotten fourth album of the Florida rock band, The Jaguars. Evan Ingram is back, and this time it's personal. The big concerns with the last year's tight end five was that he would go from lead singer to backup vocals in this crowded Jaguars offense. But he has ripped off 13 targets in two games which is tied for third in the NFL. We'd like that trend to continue at home against the Texans. Now, they tell teenagers to leave room for Jesus when they're slow dancing, but I say leave room for Pat Friermuth in your lineup. The Steelers tight end has not exactly been serving it up on the floor, but after two weeks, he finally gets his chance to dance against the Raiders who rank 28th in points allowed against the tight end with Deontay Johnson on IR. We like the move. To be the beneficiary in games when Kenny Pickett has time to throw. Now this week's number one track comes with a parental advisory for explicit content. And I have just one question. Is this where you want to be when Kyle Pitts comes back? Our boy doubled his targets in snaps last week against the Packers offense that raced out to a big lead. We like the Lions to do something similarly, which should force Arthur Smith to help Kyle Pitts get his groove back. Detroit also just allowed the Seahawks tight ends to bust a nut to the tune of nine receptions and 132 yards. Telling me Kyle Pitts can't do that? Forget playing the hits. This is playing the pits. DJ, bring it back.
0: Chuck Bass peeping the flow going. It was so funny as you were talking about Pitts. I was like, yeah, Chuck, Chucky got a little something to say about that, too. So good stuff from D.J. Chuck Bass. We appreciate you. Let's get back to the breakdown. Texans at the Jags. Texans against fantasy QBs, not so good this season. They're 18th against running backs, 25th. Still against receivers, they're 10th against tight ends, 16th. Um, Jags, 27th against fantasy QBs third against running backs, 15th against receivers, and twenty seventh versus tight ends. Keith, my friend, what do you say about this matchup?
2: I mean, honestly, it's really about C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'm eating crow. I thought he was going to be a bust. I really did. I mean, basically every Ohio State quarterback, not named Joe Burrow, who didn't finish there, has been one. This dude's unbelievable. Right now he is fourth in air yards. He has the most completions of 10 yards or more of anybody in the NFL with 18. He currently has more passing yards than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and higher completion percentage than Joe Burrow and T-Law. Who had that on their bingo card? I don't think anybody did. Uh, And what I like about Stroud this week, it's again, a DFS stack I really like is Stroud with Dale and Collins is the Texans are a mess. Their offensive lines and shambles. They can't run the ball. They're throwing it 45.5 times per game. And they're playing the Jaguars who can't get pressure on the QB. They are 29th in pressure rate right now. Last year they were 25th, so this is not something new. They just consistently can't get at it. So C.J. Stroud, who has been under duress in the first two games and balling, should have more time than he did in either of the two previous games. I love that stack of Dale and Collins. And Nico Collins on DraftKings, 50, I think he's 5,600 this week. He's only gone up $400 since week one, and this guy is seeing almost a 25% target share and an offense that's throwing it 45 times a game. That is the definition of value. Unfortunately for the Texans, though, their defense is awful. They've given up six rushing touchdowns on the season to wide receivers. They've given up 35 receptions for 342 yards and a touchdown. If you're a Travis Etienne owner, don't worry. You're going to get right this week. If you're upset because Calvin Ridley didn't have a great game as Christian Kirk was going off, don't worry. He's going to get right this week. If you're a T-Law owner, he's going to get right this week. My real question is, is how close can the Texans keep this? How many points can they keep up with them? But the Jags players are just so much more expensive in DFS. I would kind of lean away from them because, again, T-Law – Kirk's the one guy maybe I consider with Zay Jones being out. I love those Texas play. Dell's 3,400, 5,600 again for Collins. Uh, Same thing for Stroud in that range. And I think they're going to be down and chucking it. And with the Jaguars' inability to rush the pass, Stroud's proven, man, like I I was wrong. He's really good. Uh, This kid may be a stud.
0: Yeah, might be a sneaky little – fantasy little bonanza game who knows um, With these defenses both struggling let's get on to the game of the day the broncos at america's team the miami dolphins the broncos against fantasy qbs are 20th against running backs 20 22nd against receivers 24th and against tight ends 24th as well dolphins 17th against fantasy qbs 28th against running backs. They're 7th against receivers, and they're 31st against tight ends. Justin, what say you?
3: Man. Yeah, give me that just so I can talk good about them damn dolphins. Um no, I, I love this game. I think it's gonna be, you know, you look at what the Broncos did in the past couple weeks, and you know, Russell Wilson, while the team isn't winning, he's starting to come alive a little bit. They got Jerry Judy back last week. Marvin Mims made a big explosion game. I I think the Dolphins are gonna show out, they're gonna be the Dolphins, right? The Broncos, they're proving that their defense was maybe, you know, taking a step back ever since Vic Fangio left. And now he's over on the other side. So look for this game to be go all Jets to a Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. Um, if you're if you're feeling froggy in DFS, throw out some River Craycraft. He might get you something. Um, if you're really feeling froggy and DFS, throw out some Devin, a chain, he might get you something. Um, but you know, one thing you're going to lock in is Tua. this is going to be a battle and it's going to be a battle of attrition. Who's going to be the last one standing at the end of the day. I think it'll probably be the dolphins. And I think it's going to be one of those show out games for Tua as he's been doing all season long. On the other side, I like just about maybe about 50% of the roster. I, I'm, I'm going with Judy. I think Judy's going to bounce back this week. I think he's coming in hot. Not a big fan of Mims. I think just those two receptions were 113 yards. It was kind of a fluky game. Um, now that Judy's back, there's really no need to push Mims to the moon. Uh, you go with – you don't take Adam Troutman. Don't ever take Adam Troutman. Don't ever take Adam Troutman. Just keep saying that to yourself. I took him in one, I, one year. I was like heavy on the drafting of Adam Troutman. I never, ever, ever do I want to see that name again. But play uh, play Javante Williams. The Dolphins were not that great against the Rush. You know, play Russell Wilson and maybe even throw a little bit of Samaj P. Ryan in there. I don't know if it's going to be a hit, but I think it's worth a sleeper. Um Yeah, Mims is him. Yeah, keep saying that to yourself, bud. Keep saying that to yourself. I think he's maybe a year out. I I got him, too, on some dynasty rosters, but I still think he's like a year out. Um, And then, yeah, who else did I miss? Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton was the last guy on my list. Still has been very unimpressive,
0: very underwhelming,
3: and I don't think that's going to change this week. Keep him on your bench as well.
0: Yeah, um, I think, you know, not for nothing, I'm very nervous about this game. We got an 0-2 Broncos team that barely lost two games. So um, we're going to get their best punch. They don't want to go down 0-3, so it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's go to Jordan for the next one. Um, This one might be the boring one of the day. could be lots of defense here. Titans at the Browns. Um, Titans against fantasy QBs are 20th against running backs are number one. 30th against receivers and 13th versus tight ends Browns number two against QB seventh against running backs two against receivers and three against tight ends what say you Jordan
4: I just I just want to say thank you for easing me back into the action this week, not having to make me you know cover anything too exciting. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to start anything that I can help in this game. Ryan Tannehill I want nothing to do with. I think if ever there's a Deshaun Watson game again, it might be this week, but I don't have a lot of confidence in it any longer. Um, Nick Chubb was you know the the shining ray of hope here, and we all know that he's gone. Um, I I think if you spend all your fab money on Jerome Ford this weekend. You're probably playing him, right? Um, But I'm not feeling great about it. I feel great about Derrick Henry, as should you if you are playing him this week um wide receivers i don't want to start D Hop. i don't want to start trailing burks i'm probably starting them both if i have them but not with any kind of confidence um amari cooper elijah moore i like that side of the matchup a lot better i'm definitely you know starting amari anywhere i have him and i still continue to be like one of the seven guys left out there that's still starting elijah moore in my lineup each week just uh, hoping for a different result um if you want to you know a home run play, a dart throw. Donovan Peoples-Jones is always fun. Um, on the tight end side, uh, Chig um, hasn't been who I wanted him to be so far. Um, I, I think he's a low-end tight end, too. And David and Joku, same thing. Um, I think he's a little bit touchdown dependent at this point. Um, he's a low-end tight end one for me.
0: All right, I like he, um, yeah, one of the games would definitely be Snoresville, I think. Let's get to Bills at the Commanders. Um, the Bills, they are fourth against fantasy QBs, 16th versus running backs, six versus receivers, and fourth versus tight ends. The Commanders, 11th against QBs, eighth against running backs, 25th against receivers, and eighth versus tight ends. Keith, talk about the
2: matchup. All right, this is one of the three games that people need to be aware of that you don't want anything to do with QBs and receivers. They are now calling for that Northeastern to hit about 2 o'clock on Sunday. We're talking about, like, torrential rainfall, 30 to 45-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, It's really disappointing because one of the games was the Colts-Ravens, and I just – with the Colts being so bad versus wide receiver, I was like, Zay Flowers to the moon – I don't like that either. Like, so in this game, I actually like the commanders to win this game straight up. Uh, I think they're a more physical team. I think Brian Robinson's a better running back. I think he's going to have a big day. Washington's D is so underrated. I ended up drafting them in basically every league uh, I was in this year because they were like top five EPA, run, pass, uh, total defense. Uh, So far this season, they have 10 sacks and 16 tackles for loss. Uh, And Josh Allen, I don't know what happened, but since November of last year, it's like, I don't know, like aliens came down and stole his body or something. Last 10 games, 13 interceptions, 29 sacks. Uh, I do understand playing Allen in your fantasy leagues because you kind of have to. Obviously, he's probably going to run more in this game, but I, I don't want anything to do with quarterbacks or receivers for the, uh, the Jets-Pats game. Uh, This game and the Ravens Colts, I mean, they're talking really bad, nasty weather. And it's one thing if it's rain, it's one thing if it's heavy wind. When it's both, it's almost impossible to pass the ball.
0: Indeed. Well, well, let's get right to that next matchup. You were just talking about Colts at the Ravens. Uh, Colts against fantasy QBs are 24th against running backs are 12th. Gets receivers, 31st. 31st against tight end, 17th against uh, Ravens. They're 10th versus QBs, 5th versus running backs, 27th against receivers, 5th versus tight ends. Justin, talk about the matchup.
3: Yeah, so I live in that area that you're talking about right now, and I am crossing my fingers right now. I'm saying, Keith. Let it come down all tomorrow right. and let it just be swifted away because I will I will literally stay at home and watch as couches and homeless people float on by as long as it means I get some good football on Sunday. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Praise to the fantasy gods here. Fantasy Jesus. Make it happen. But I think you're absolutely right. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Uh it's it's a terrible game for Zay Flowers, which, you know, it was setting up to be an amazing game for him because Odell Beckham Jr. is out. You know, this team has already been leaning heavily on him to begin with, and Mark Andrews is still getting right. So it was a perfect game for him. And then, obviously, the football gods had to make their decisions. But uh, for this one, I'm going to go with – You know, we're going to look at uh, Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss is going to have himself an okay game. He showed out last week um, as far as the Ravens. Love me some Lamar Jackson in this game. You know, it's going to be running all day long. We're going to see some vintage Lamar Jackson in here. Uh, I'll still say Mark Andrews because of that connection. I think that they're still going to be able to get something dialed up. I don't think it's going to be an amazing game but I can still see a touchdown going his way. Um, If you have Zay Flowers, if you don't have a better option, just plug him in because we never know. We've had some crazy games where, you know, it's torrential downpours and they still throw the ball and they still get it off right. You know, we got to remember the Bears 49ers game. I don't like remembering it, but (laughs) there were still some crazy-ass passes that happened in that game and some crazy-ass results. Dante Pettis had his greatest fantasy uh, game ever, and still to this day, we don't know where he's at. He might still be running off Soldier <laughs> Field at this point. Uh, but, you know, I, if you don't have anybody better, I just keep him in because he's he's so good, and there's so much potential there, but just taper it back to what it really is. He's a flex. Don't put him in as a wide receiver too, expecting those numbers. Don't put him as a wide receiver one, expecting those numbers. Flex. If you get 10 points out of him, be fucking happy with it. As far as Gardner Minshew goes, please do not start Gardner Minshew. It is going to be a terrible game to start Gardner Minshew. Uh, Another guy I wish was out there was Anthony Richardson. Um, And because Gardner Minshew is out there, that pretty much for me limits Michael Pittman to a wide receiver three role. Uh, Their tight end situation is... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to touch any of that. I don't even know why I brought that up. I'm sorry, guys. And then, like I said, throw Zach Moss in there because he is going to put out some solid flex numbers for you.
2: Say Flowers nice. does have three carries, um, you know, so there is a chance maybe they get him involved in the run game if they can't throw. He is that explosive and athletic that, again, in a fantasy league, yeah, I'm with you. If you've got no choice, like – Not a bad option. DFS, uh, I'm telling you, I would not have any QBs or receivers in those games.
3: And and he's so good with like a screen pass. He could make something happen from behind the line. So I I would still keep him in there unless you have like a, a golden flex on the side over there, you know.
0: I was going to mention that with a few of the you know players in that matchup, uh, screen pass anything while it's wet, and then all of a sudden you get the momentum and you're gone. You know, so yeah, as you mentioned before. All right, well, it's time, Judge Jordan. I know you weren't feeling good this week, but you sucked it up and you held fantasy court this week. So let's check out Judge Jordan's. Fantasy court for week three. What you are about to witness is real. Hi, I'm this David court is now in court. session.
1: You may be seated. This court would like to call to the stand Mr. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of the Jagsville Jaguars. Mr. Lawrence, they're currently 32 NFL teams, and on any given Sunday, there are 32 different quarterbacks starting in the National Football League. This past Sunday, Mr. Lawrence, you were dead last amongst all of them in pretty much everything but primarily fantasy.
0: Oh my.
1: Mr. Lawrence, this Kansas City Chiefs defense, which looked lost at times against Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, all of a sudden looked like the 85 Bears against your squad. I'm Samurai Mike, I strap cold. Part
0: of the defense, big and bold.
1: You finished the day with as many passing touchdowns. as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> However, I would go. like to applaud your effort with seven red zone pass attempts. Mr. Lawrence, you were a record breaker on Sunday and you became the first quarterback since Brett Favre back in 2006 to miss at least seven receivers in the red zone. Oh my God! We will forgive you for trying to decapitate Calvin Ridley on the goal line, but for the love of God, can you please get Zay Jones a reception inbounds, Mr. Lawrence, in addition to the pathetic red zone, play, you also managed a total of four sacks, and you fumbled the football on Sunday. While this performance was bad, we do believe you can still recover this season. Mr. Lawrence, this court finds you guilty of being scrubbing week two, but will give you a light sentence in scheduling you against the Texans, the Falcons, and the Colts in three of your next four matchups. Better days are ahead. This court is adjourned. I am the law.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you doing that, not feeling well. You could tell the, the judge was a, a little off. We We appreciate you sucking it up. All right, well, as you mentioned earlier... You know, I gave you some, you know, boring games. Well, this is probably about the boringest one of them all. Patriots (laughs) against those nasty, disgusting Jets. Patriots against fantasy QBs are ninth against uh, running backs, 24th. Receivers, 18th. Tight ends are second. Jets are 14th versus QBs, 23rd versus running backs, 16th versus receivers, and 26th versus tight ends. Talk about it, Jordan.
4: Both of these teams – after week one just just had this hype around of like maybe it was going to be something that it wasn't and then we all came back to earth and they were exactly who we thought they were mac jones still a scrub zach wilson still worst quarterback in the national football league not starting either one of them uh, as far as the running backs you're starting Ramondre stevenson I am definitely starting a pissed-off Brees Hall, who got absolutely nothing going against Dallas. I expect him to really pop off this week and have a really big game um as much as it feels like you can't trust garrett wilson because of zach wilson he's still garrett wilson and and we saw last sunday all it takes is one play and one guy to lose his footing and that guy's gone for 75 yards so you know start him every week with absolute confidence i don't care who's throwing him the ball um my biggest takeaway of this game is i really hope that someone like a a gardner Minshew this week or uh an Andy Dalton this week, someone who's getting the start. Jets, go get somebody. Like, go get somebody other than Zach Wilson so we can make this offense fun again. Uh, but outside of Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, I am not starting anybody.
0: So after all that, available. And, it, <laughs> and after all that you just said, this is another game expected to be affected by this northeasterner type uh range. So all of that plus the elements, ooh. Um, yeah no thank you all right let's go to the next one we get some little fan a little bit of fantasy relevance panthers at the seahawks maybe a little panthers against fantasy qbs are third against running backs are 30th against receivers are third tight ends are 20th again the seahawks are 22nd against fantasy qbs 26 against running backs 29th against receivers 19th versus tight ends keith what say you on this matchup
2: this is another game that i've Predicting an upset. I actually think the Panthers are going to go to Seattle and win this game. The Seahawks defense is trash. Absolute trash. And this is going to sound like it's a shot at Bryce Young. It's not. He's young. You know, he's behind a bad offensive line. He doesn't really have weapons. But I think Andy Dalton actually can do a better job right now with the weapons the Panthers have than Bryce Young can because he's been in the league forever. We saw last year with New Orleans, like, no, he's not going to do anything to, like, beat a team, but he's competent. I mean, he can at least get the ball to these guys. That's why I love Thielen and Mingo uh, and DK. If you want to do a really cheap stack, you can go with Dalton, Mingo, and Thielen for 12200 Then you can load up with Jefferson. I mean, you can have Bijan. You can have whoever you want. The reason I'm confident in that through two games, these Seahawks, to wide receivers, 35 receptions, 468 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, And remember, like, I think the most shocking outcome from week one was just the fact that the Rams, without Cooper Cup, threw all over this team. Like, I was just shocked at that result. On the other side, like, it could be the Kenneth Walker game. I hope it is for Kenneth Walker uh, fantasy owners, because if not for those two touchdowns, he has kind of had a – tough time getting going this year. Uh, But I mean, this Carolina D is for real. They've got eight sacks on the year and I'm not, you know, totally sold on that Seattle offensive line from what we've seen. I think everybody remembers poor Gino screaming for his life as Aaron Donald. And again, no judgment, Gino. I would probably be pissing myself as I was screaming if uh, Aaron Donald was running at me, trying to hit me. But I just, I think if Kenneth Walker doesn't get it going, I I really do. I think Carolina's got a great chance to win this game. And I'm not saying go out and do these stacks, you know, and a majority of your lines. But if you're in one of these big contests and to win one of these or to do really well, you've got to be very contrarian. This is the kind of thing where you can do it, where, say, Andy Dalton throws two, three touchdowns, each of those receivers catch one, and then you've got all that extra salary that you can spend and you hit all those expensive plays. Okay, now you're maybe on your way to a very profitable day.
0: Nice. I like it. I like it. Calling for the upset. All right, let's get to the next one. Bears at the Chiefs. We're getting to the uh, uh, lopsided games here for sure. <laughs> Bears against fantasy QBs are 26. Against running backs are twenty-seventh. Receivers 20th, tight ends 12th. Chiefs defense been surprisingly good against fantasy QBs 5th. 6th uh, against running backs, 13th against receivers. 22nd versus tight ends. Justin, talk about the matchup.
3: Oh we um so obvious one Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. You just put them in, set it and forget it, you're good to go. Okay, okay Fred. Um <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know <laughs> that is groundbreaking information right there. That's really gonna win you your DFS lineups. Let me get my phone, but man, um on. here's one for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> here's one for you. Racy Rice. They need to get somebody involved in this offense, and he looked really good week one. I think he could be somebody who really can pop off. Um, and then maybe we see a Jarek McKinnon sighting. I don't know. This, this this team is getting really predictable. And it's starting to actually be their downfall as they're getting so predictable on offense. Um, if it's not Kelsey, then it's really, you know, nobody else. I mean, everybody else kind of does not have a grip on this offense at least enough for uh andy reed to to want to go to him 10 times a game like he would travis kelsey so for this offense i say kind of just set it and forget it and if you want to really like a sleeper out there throw racy rice out there he's a rookie he hasn't been um stone hand before and you know we're, we're he's got a touchdown so far so maybe we can uh replicate that success on the other side this is actually a good game for Justin Fields. I think this could be one of those, one of those, really flip the switch type of games for him. He got called out. Let's see some accountability. Let's see some some mojo. Let's see something out of the kid. Last week, D.J. Moore, the connection was there. They went for over 100 yards. D.J. Moore caught six passes. Let's get it going. I think he's going to start running the ball a little bit more. He's been really being a pocket passer and really trying to be a quarterback. Boss, we didn't draft you to be that type of a quarterback. We brought, we brought you in. To be an improviser, we brought you in to use your legs when necessary. They really brought him in because he ran a 4-4 and looks like Lamar Jackson when he's running out there. So kind of take that and use it. Your offensive line is shit, go out there, run the ball a little bit, keep Kansas City on its feet. You Let those edge rushers be guessing the entire time. They can't overstep you. They have to be in contain and then let the offense settle off of that. Another guy, Cole Komet. I'm actually okay with it. I'm actually okay with starting Cole Komet if he got him. I mean, it's a crapshoot anyways at tight end. Might as well. If he scores a touchdown, it's a win-win, right? And as far as the running back goes, eh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Herbert and Roshan have not decided who's going to be the lead yet, so I'm going to let them figure that one out before I uh, successfully play one or want to play one in fantasy.
0: Well, I think, as you mentioned, game script's going to dictate it's going to be a Justin Fields going to have to day or, you know, or, you know, this Bears team is either going to. He's going to have to play MVP ball. Right, exactly. So, you know, I don't see a lot out of the running game either. All right, let's get to the next blowout theme of the day, the Cowboys at the Cardinals. Cowboys D number one against QBs, number two against running backs, number one against receivers, 15th versus tight ends. Cardinals 30th versus uh, fantasy QBs, 17th versus running backs, 14th versus uh, receivers, 23rd versus tight end. Jordan, what say you? And I did not bring up Trayvon Diggs's ACL tear uh, with Doc on purpose, but I'll just bring it up now. So go ahead and start.
4: I was just hoping we would gloss over that this episode, not have another couple of days to cope, but it's okay. Um, we, we should be fine. I'll talk about that on Sunday. And listen, it's the Arizona Cardinals. And although they did come out and punch the New York Giants in the mouth, it's the New York Giants. So uh, I'm starting every cowboy with a pulse. Um, I, I'm starting CD. I think this may be the week he finally gets in the end zone. Fingers crossed. Um, once again, I've, I've been banging the drum for weeks, but my boy got into the end zone this week, Jake Ferguson. Dak is absolutely pounding it into the tight ends in the, the red zone. Uh, Schoonmaker got a catch and a touchdown last week as well. So, I mean, you're looking for those daily darts, um, those Cowboy tight ends. There's a, a an above average chance one of them is going to get into the end zone this week. I think this is going to be a big Tony Pollard week. I, I expect Dallas to, to pounce out to an early lead and to ride him for the rest of the game. Um, On the other side of the ball, I mean, you know, if you got James Conner and you want to start him, I wouldn't advise it. Um, I've seen guys like Brees Hall and Saquon Barkley both run into an absolute complete brick wall. But who knows? They may get lucky on one drive like Garrett Wilson did last week. Uh, Other than that, I'm sitting all the Cardinals. Um, I'm not. I'm not trotting out uh, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, anybody like that with any kind of confidence either. If I have those guys, they're probably sitting on my bench.
0: One of the easy eliminator picks this week, for sure, is this. Don't kind of jinx one. it
2: now. Come on. I,
0: I said it to that. the whole team last week. I already put it in. I already put it in. I better not jinx it. All right. Listen, we gotta. We we talked about some lineups. Let's get to some flex starts. I got Bandy from 4th and Flex Podcast. He's going to bring in his Flex Starts of the Week. Let's see what he's got. Welcome
5: back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Baby, let's get into it. First guy on my list is a guy that, you know, I've been blowing this horn all off-season. I'm pretty sure i will probably make this list again, and that is Nico Collins. (laughs) Over on the Texans, listen, this guy is emerging as the number one wide receiver on this team. You can probably still find him on the waiver. You could probably put him in your wide receiver slot, but for this week, Nico Collins going in my flex stop spot, let's go. Moving to the next guy, I've got Jalen Warren. Bam! Jalen Warren. Najee has just not been looking like the guy. And the Steelers, they're smart enough to realize that when Jalen Warren gets the ball, he is dynamite. So put Jalen Warren in your flex spot this Week, moving to the last guy on this list, another surprise this year, hanging with his boy over in Detroit, that is Joshua Reynolds. (laughs) Look man, I saw week one, I thought maybe it's an anomaly, but then week two, dude goes off. looks like Jared Goff is looking for this guy, emerging as one of the top guys while Amin' Ra is getting the double coverage. Check out Josh Reynolds, throw him in your flex spot, L-F-G, for more fantasy advice and hot takes from your boys. Go to 4th and Flex at YouTube. Find us, we'll get you where you need to be, baby. Let's go.
2: Thank you.
0: I've been working out. Good old Banny bringing us the flex. He loves him. Some Nico Collins, boy, I swear. Even from last year, he was talking boy, about that guy.
1: He,
0: he loves him. All right, let's, get, let's finish up the breakdown. Steelers at the Raiders. Steelers against Fantasy QBs. They're 13th against running backs. They are dead last against receivers. 19th against tight ends. They're 9th. Raiders, 23rd against Fantasy QBs. 31st against running backs. 22nd against receivers and 29th against tight ends. Keith, talk about the matchup.
2: Well, it's apparent we're being punished this week because Sunday night we get the Raiders and the Steelers, which I don't think anybody really wants to watch. Uh, oh, props to those people that were talking about Pittsburgh winning the division and competing for the AFC. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with this game. Like, honestly, I really don't. The Steelers, D, they have nine sacks. They can get after the QB but you're talking about the running backs 33 carries for 332 yards in two games. I mean, Nick Chubb, RIP, my man, uh, you know, rips his leg and then Ford comes in and just does the same thing. Starts ripping off eight, 10 yard runs. The issue is Josh Jacobs, 28 carries for 46 yards. What the hell is going on? Uh, This is not the same Raiders run team that we saw last year. And you've been able to throw on the Steelers as well. you had that big game week one, eight for 129, uh, two touchdowns. You know, Mark Cooper had eight catches for 90 yards last week. But Adams is just so limited as well. I was kind of down on him this year. Jimmy G sucks. Uh, I have friends that are 49ers fans. They hate him. They hate that dude. Like, I hate him. Uh, he, he's, he's serviceable, I guess, if you want to call it. But your ceiling is very low. Adams, 12 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, obviously, you know, if you drafted Jacobs, I don't see a way that you can sit him. You know, obviously, you've got to play Adams. On the Steelers side, I'm kind of with him. Like, what? Pickens, I ain't starting Harris right now, but I mean, this is a game for DFS. I'm not even doing a showdown lineup. If I could do like three defenses, maybe I would uh, and three kickers, but I can't. I'm going to stay away from it, but. Uh, I guess we'll all watch and see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen, though. It wouldn't shock me if the, the Steelers completely dominate the Raiders defensively. It also wouldn't shock me if Josh Jacobs runs for 200 yards.
0: Yeah, this was definitely the interesting one for sure, what you were looking at. I was looking at the breakdown of it. Um, makes you want to really want to th- say, hey – if there's a game, we were talking about this earlier with Pitts and you know some other guys, Najee Harris. If this is your game, this is it right here, buddy. You better step up or it's trouble for you for sure. All right, let's get to the next one. Eagles at the Bucks. That's the, I guess the dual Monday night again, which is super annoying. Why are they doing um, this? Do you know? I don't know, but I'm dumb over it already. <laughs> I mean, if you come, double come up on.
4: prime time, maybe one of them won't suck.
2: That's uh, fair. Yeah, it's maybe. Fair. That, just wouldn't yeah, think it twice. You know, like yeah, I mean, I like mean, last week I got it. But, and, I don't know. Yeah, I, for like I, a
3: special occasion or right, something. Right? Yeah. Like
2: exactly, yeah, exactly. Holiday or something. Yeah, holiday. Week. Exactly. Or,
3: or yeah, like, you know what? I actually like this idea. If you have that set and you kind of go week to week. Then you can you can push the Pittsburgh Raider game out of that slot yep. and just keep the fucking Eagles buck game.
2: There. Yep, I like that. Nobody it. wants to see the
0: fucking Raiders play football.
2: I'm
3: sorry.
0: <laughs> just slide it out. An early flex option for sure. All right, let's go. Eagles at the Bucks. The Eagles are dead last against fantasy QBs. Baker Mayfield, what the running backs are 10th, receivers 27th, dead last also against tight ends. Bucks 15th against um, QBs, 9th against running backs, 21st against receivers, 25th against tight ends. Talk about the matchup, Justin.
3: Okay, so this kind of reminds me of uh, 2019 when the 49ers played the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers had a young man named Kyle Allen rolling on the field, and he was feeling himself through four games, too, a lot like Baker Mayfield is. And then he went onto the field with the 49ers, and he found out. He fucked around for a long time and he found out. And so I'm looking at Baker Mayfield, man, and I I enjoy the story, but you're going to turn back into a
2: pumpkin. Is that what you're saying?
3: (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. He is going to find out. These numbers are very deceptive. The Eagles seem to be just kind of getting their bearings behind them. They have a lot of guys. They have a rookie playing on the interior line who's been playing fantastic, but he's playing next to a second year guy. You know, they really kind of cleaned house to afford Jalen Hurts, and now they're kind of facing, you know, the repercussions, the consequences of it. you got a young team growing with each other. Everybody's talented on there, but it's young. So it's kind of like a, a true, like, meeting here because the Bucks are playing out of their minds right now, and the Eagles are not playing up to snuff. But they both kind of are on a level field at the current status that they are. So either the Bucks are going to play way beyond – their pay grade, or the Eagles are going to shut down the Bucks permanently for the season and it's going to go straight into uh, decline mode for Baker Mayfield after that. I am going to say this. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a rough week. I am putting it out there. I think it's going to be a bold prediction. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to lose. I'm saying it's not going to be the best week for Jalen Hurts if you're a fantasy owner. If you're looking for that top five performance, I don't think it's coming this week. I think he might crack the top twelve. Um, as far as the rest of the offensive options, both running backs, you know, Rashad white or Deandre Swift, Deandre Swift has the upside of being a pass catcher. I guess so does Rashad white too, but you know, I think DeAndre Swift's a little bit better at it. I think that might save him as a flex option this week. I think the bucks are really legit. They're old linebackers, but they're old good linebackers. You got Levante David still there. Um, you got still Devin White there, so you got some guys that know how to stop the run and fill the gaps. I think it's going to be tough for DeAndre Swift to play this week. Um, De- Deonta Smith or Devonta Smith? I'm sorry, I don't know. Why I said Deonta. Devonta Smith, like his play this week. Uh, AJ Brown has been really slow. Hopefully he gets going. Uh, but I think one of them is going to one of them is going to outplay the other, and I think one of them is going to be in that wide receiver three tier. Uh, Dallas Goddard I don't know what's going on with that connection that connection was looking so good last year and now it's just fizzling out he had six catches for 22 yards
2: it's a what different offensive here? scheme really like they're not doing a lot of the RPO stuff that they're really missing their coordinator that went you know now the head coach of the Colts
3: yeah Steichen was I mean it's kind of <laughs> looking like he was like the key to that entire offense going and yeah, whatever, whatever's going on, they need to kind of uh, revisit that playbook. Um, on the Bucs side, I like Godwin in this one, and I like it because of the PPR upside. I think Mike Evans uh, is going to have his hands full with Darius Slade this week. Uh, Kate Otten, it looks like a good matchup on paper, but Kate Otten is still not proven to be anybody in this league. So until he really does prove to be somebody – why are you going to fucking play him? Why are you going to put him out there? You know what I mean? I'd rather him prove he's going to be somebody on my bench, and then I'll play him later on in the season. Otten
2: or Trotman? Who would you run out there first?
3: Oh, Otten all day long. Don't even get me started on Trotman.
2: <laughs> I,
3: I still can't believe Sean Payton is that loyal to a man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's – uh and then Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I really think it's the end of the story here. I think this is the end of the line. Pumpkin is coming. Do not put out Baker Mayfield in this game. I think it is going to be a brutal game for you if you do.
0: The Kyle Trask talk begins, so says Justin. (laughs) All right, let's go to the final matchup to Mr. Jordan. Rams at the Bengals. Rams against fantasy QBs are 8th, against running backs are 13th, receivers ninth against tight ends 6th. Bengals 29th against fantasy QBs, 14th versus running backs, 11th versus receivers and 28th versus tight ends. Finish up the matchup, Jordan.
4: This matchup is for everybody who thinks they know anything about fantasy football. It is humbling to look at this one, right? I'm sure everybody had Kyron Williams dialed in as a smash locked in RB1 the rest of the way. And let's not forget about wide receiver three on the season, Puka Nakuba. Matthew Stafford looks like he's about ready to lead another team to a Super Bowl. Maybe that one's a little bit too much. Sorry, Justin, I see your blood pressure rising up there. But, I mean, he's looked much more like Stafford of two years ago than at Stafford of last year. Man, this this Rams offense has, has been surprising. And then on the other side of the field, I'm sure you guys heard us this off season when we said, look, don't start Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase in weeks one and two, right? Because geez, what is wrong with this offense? You still gotta start both of these guys. The one saving grace is if maybe they do sit Joe Burrow this week with that calf. Maybe that's enough to temper the expectations and say, okay, maybe maybe I won't trot out Chase again. But, I mean, on any given week, Chase, Higgins, any of these guys could hit. I am starting, and again, something I was very against this offseason, I'm, I'm smashing Joe Mixon the rest of the way. The volume's there. The going's good. I really wish I'd gotten a few more shares of him and listened to my boy Commissioner Cooper because Joe Mixon's getting <laughs> All the opportunity in Cincinnati. So this is actually probably the sexiest matchup I got to cover all week. Um, you know, I'm I'm not starting um, any of the two two Batwells. I'm not starting Van Jefferson. I think it's got a blown head gasket and can go ahead and be parked permanently. Um, probably not starting Tyler Boyd this week, but start your studs and Kyron Williams, I guess.
0: Joe Mixon might be taking a page out of Christian McCaffrey, according to Brian. He might be playing QB this uh, matchup as well. <laughs> Who knows? Um, all right, fellas, Well, will Jordan appreciate you finishing off our breakdown. Most of us are married, or you know, have a significant other. It's time, you know, hey, to hang out Friday night. Let's get the mood set right. We got Nikki, and she's gonna give us some Friday night fantasies to set the mood for our weekend. <laughs>
8: What's up, everybody? It's Nikki with The Blonde Blitz. And here are my three fantasy loves for week three. This week, I have a crush on Raheem Mostert. He's going oh, up against my. a Broncos defense that just allowed Brian Robinson to run for five yards of carry and two touchdowns. I'm infatuated with Hunter Henry this week. Oh Tight my. end too. He is seeing about six targets in each game and his usage has been consistent through the past couple weeks. 11 catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. I know the Jets have a stingy defense, but Hunter Henry's volume makes him a must start this week. And of course, my heart belongs to my very first fantasy love, Matt Stafford. The Rams have been having very nice fantasy outings the past couple weeks, and Stafford has passed for over 300 yards the past two weeks against two really tough defenses. This week, he's going up against a Bengals defense that has allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing QBs. This week, Matt Stafford is number one in my heart and should be number one in your lineup. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Well,
0: oh, who knew Freddie was actually st- actually on the show? What's up, everyone? We appreciate you joining us tonight. Keith, my brother, appreciate you joining us and uh, kicking it with us tonight. Let everyone where they can know they're going to follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend.
2: Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I always love chopping it up with you guys. Thanks for the invite. Uh, on Twitter, at Keith Fleming, that's K-E-I-T-H-F-L-E-M-M-I-N-G. Uh, I'm writing for Fantasy Six Pack. I have two articles a week, uh, DFS Values that comes out on Tuesday and a DFS Stacks that comes out on Friday. Uh, on Wednesdays, I go on ESPN Northwest Florida Radio at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 Central, and we talk DFS. I give kind of some value and media and plays. And then on Thursday on the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel, me and my boy, Joe the Brain Mats, at 7.15, we go live. We go over our favorite DFS plays. We give two each, again, in the 6,500 or lower range on DraftKings leading right up into that Thursday night game. And then Detroit Beastie and our boy Alan both come on. Chris ends up giving basically a showdown lineup for that night because I, I I consider myself a DFS expert. I don't know how to do for showdown lineups. And Alan, who is just, I'm serious, if you're not following him and you gamble on NFL, actively Lazy 85, he's 8-2 eight and two on the year in the Super Contest. Last year, he finished 11th out of 11,000 people in the my bookie Contest. Uh, he gives an official play with the spread for it. We just kind of get you ready because nobody really wants to watch Amazon pre, pre-game show. And obviously, you can catch that later. But uh, you can always hit me up on Twitter. I always interact with people. If you have questions, I always respond. I love talking about this stuff. Can do it all day.
0: All right, brother. We appreciate you joining us. Check us out this Sunday, a special start time, 6.30 a.m. I got to get down to Miami to see America's team beat down the Broncos. So we got an early start time Sunday morning. Make sure you check us out. We got some fantasy friends coming along. Um, with us. So it's going to be a lot of fun for Sunday morning. All right, guys, well, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out tonight and we are out.